Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily Podcast, just some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had a returning guest. He hadn't been in for a while. It was good to see him. Patrick Monaghan, who has written a very interesting show that he's taken to the Edinburgh Festival, talking about a fascinating life. And it was the World Snail Championships. So it was. That. Snail Racing Championships, not eating. I think you should qualify. It <laughs> yes. might upset the snails. <laughs> snail Racing Championships. Yeah. Uh, just Jerry out... Chestnut was keen. Yeah. <laughs> He'd eat them. 76 in 10 minutes. Oh, what a thought. Just outside of uh, Sandringham. Uh, so uh, you'll hear about that fascinating uh, event that was. And we had a bit of a chat about various matters, didn't we? Always do. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Including Andy's little foibles. So enjoy. <laughs> What are you reading into this pre-season friendly? Absolutely nothing. The, okay. the, the, you can only read it until they make the changes, and then once they start making lots of changes, both sides, you can't really judge it, so I wouldn't be massively surprised. Is Lionel... Um, no, Lionel's not Lionel's playing. Lionel's not Lionel's, there, because he was playing football on the beach, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was a good, lovely I tell story. You, I tell you, he's playing. Sergio Busquets' brother, Oreo Busquet. Oreo, <laughs> Oreo Biscuits? <laughs> yes, no, seriously. You don't do that to your kids, oh, do no, you? Don't call him Oreo, for goodness Couldn't sake. Couldn't have called him Custard Cream Biscuits, <laughs> could he? I mean, it, it would have been... <laughs> Jammy Dodger. Yeah. No, no you know, but, uh, yeah, that, it was a nice story, that messy story, wasn't it? it was yeah, if you've seen this, this was a family on uh, holiday and they've got a young uh, lad, I think he's about 12, and uh, they were having a kid, some kids were having mm. a kick about on the beach and uh, what it seems it's Lionel's dad mm. went up to the little boy and said, uh, do you want to play with us? And so he joined in the game. They had a good old kick about. Yeah. And uh, the, the message was... Well, broke his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. His boy went over the top. No, it's... His little lad, uh, Lionel Messi's oh, lad, was having a kick around. We saw some love. It's the wrong cup. Uh, you, you still got that thing about always oh, the wrong it's cup. The wrong oh, cup. Oh, what's that? Let's have a now. This is uh, breaking news. Andy's got the wrong cup. <laughs> Um, Andy's this is a, this is a normal, very similar. Very this is similar. a company mug. Yeah, uh, it's not. It hasn't got. I don't, like, coffee I don't like the com- company mugs, and only uh, as vodka. much as they're shared. You know, with the. Are you got? Are you a bit of a? Are you got a bit of a I'm thing a bit about like Naomi Campbell? Do you are know you? Know what I mean? yeah, I've noticed the similarity. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> a bit like Naomi Honestly, Campbell. Honestly, you that story this morning. She's got a par- six foot four supermodel. She's paranoid about airline seats where she sits, so she gets on the plane and she's oh, yeah. in the today's sun and she's wearing a, like a, a mask over her face and she's got like a, a cleaning fluids and everything and she just basically cleans the whole area and yeah. she says I don't care what people well, think I'd love to if you've the- got a few if you've got a few bucket shop flights in the past 
Uh, I can un- no, I, mean, I, I doubt she. I mean, if yeah, yeah. no, I agree. If she, there's certainly oh, the cup right. is being changed. <laughs> there's a cha- look. He's such a tart, yeah, isn't well he? Done. Do apologise to our team here after pander to his foibles. <laughs> but um, I wanted, you know, what I want to do. You remember that thing I did to that bloke in Waterloo inadvertently when I sneezed right in his face? Yeah, it was a woman, I think. Or was it? A woman? I was a woman. Yeah, you. Sne- she went. Do- oh my God! You've sneezed in my face. I'd love to do that to Naomi Campbell just after she's cleaned up everything in the area around her. Well, everybody's got to have a dream, haven't they, Andy? <laughs> Uh, you are a man with foibles, though, aren't you? You are a man of many foibles. Foibles? Foibles, yeah, foibles. OK. When you fly somewhere, you have to come home in the same... Not clothes. <laughs> he doesn't use the word clothes. He has to come home in the same, uh, air quotes, outfit. Outfit. has to come home in the same outfit that yeah. he went in, yeah. which is which is weird. Um, other foibles. You've got, you've got quite a few foibles. You'll never eat any airline food. You and Naomi, you'd get on like a house yeah, on fire. I don't, I don't hate you won't eat food. anything on it. Even if I'll you're bring f- my own. even if you're travelling business, it's even true. if you get bumped up. Yeah, I bring a bit my of own. luck. You bring br- my own. You bring your own sandwiches. Yeah, really, or, or eat at the airport yeah. beforehand. Uh, once we were in we were in Brazil. If you've not been listening for a while, yeah. back back at the World Cup, Andy decided he didn't want to eat on the plane. So uh, uh, we went off for a nice meal with the. The uh, our producer on the last night, and Andy had a pair of white jeans on. Yeah, he can carry that off. He can carry that look off. It even at his age, a pair of white jeans, and he decided what he would. We had some. It was like a buffet, kind of quite oh, a slick old buffet in this restaurant. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Andy thought, you know, I'll get myself some like, really nice fillet steak, and I'll have that on the plane tomorrow cold, so I haven't got to uh, eat the airline food. So he wraps fillet steak in a couple of napkins and puts it in the pocket of his white jeans. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. And then I left so it, then, I left it, didn't so I? So then we walked down the beach Brilliant. and we wonder why people are looking at it like you've just been stabbed in the thigh. <laughs> but, I mean, it can, be a rough ta- for a it can be a rough town, uh, Rio, but it wasn't that bad. No. But anyway, if, you, if, you've, if you, I used to know someone um, and uh, his uncle was a bit of a character and he'd come around they'd say... A cup of tea, and he'd say, "Oh yeah, I have a cup of tea." Yeah, and he'd say, yeah, yeah, "A bit like that," and he'd say, "Do you want anything to eat? You want a sandwich?" He'd say, "No, you know it, Gene. I cannot eat anything uh, touched by the human hand that isn't mine own." He said, "My actually said mine own." <laughs> mine own. I said, what are you talking about, man? I cannot eat anything touched by a human hand that isn't mine. He wouldn't eat anything unless he'd made it. Oh, for goodness' sake! So he never go out for a restaurant. People have foibles, don't they? People so uh, foibles, if you've yeah. got, if you want to add to uh, Andy's list of many foibles with a few of your own or people you know, and we'll see if Andy's weird or if he's if he's the norm. Really, well, I am a little bit, but everybody is a little bit. Uh, uh, talking of restaurants, as weird as you. Talksport. Talksport. Com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. Uh, get in touch. I think the producer and assistant producer can probably add to your list of foibles that I've forgotten. But anyway, carry on, Andy. <laughs> yes, Tim Henman. Tim Henman. Tim Henman. Tim Henman. Tim Henman. Yeah. Has opened an Italian restaurant. Has he really? And it obviously should be called Forza Tim, which is Italian for come on, Tim. Oh, yeah, of course, Forza and Tim. And I went there, actually, to try it. Yeah, the meal I had went very well for starter and main, but I couldn't quite manage to get to the final course. Oh, a little bit of sporting satire. Yeah, a little there. sporting joke there. Now, I want to try an experiment here. Is I there a slightly the- raised part of the restaurant at the back <laughs> on a kind of that's called Henman something that begins with H yeah, I can't probably, think of yeah. outside Henman Heimlich <laughs> yeah. that's what he gives you if you get a bit of <laughs> steak caught in your throat yeah. so anyway I read this morning that oh, yeah. canned laughter makes bad jokes I seem funnier that. which I is great that. for me yeah, great. so I'm going to try it again now. I'm going to say exactly the same joke yeah. um, I'll just do the last part about the meal Okay. Uh, Tim Henman's restaurant the meal I went for uh, went very well for starter and main but I couldn't quite manage to get to the final course 
No, I don't think so. You've nicked that from the sports bar, haven't you? <laughs> We've found that in the sports bar. <laughs> real, because because they 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 have to do it. No, 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 no. They, no. When your team have lost, that's the worst oh, thing. Yeah. I've said this to before oh, with, no, to Andy, Jason. Andy loves this one. Doesn't he, he does. He he puts the laughter when your team have lost. Yeah, I love listening to the show <laughs> after a game, but if Not, you've lost and the old laugh very, track very comes true. on, it really hurts. It hurts. So that's why I'm saying you've taken it out of their file. Well, uh, back tonight, of course, from ten. Um, uh, later mm. on this afternoon, uh, Adrian Durham returns at four o'clock alongside Goffey. Uh, Brandon Chemers kicks us off, though. He's uh, editor-in-chief of Wild East Football. He's in China, and he can kind of tell us a little bit more about this very odd story that City are denying, that yeah. they've upset uh, many of their fans in China. They cannot see what the issue is. Uh, Don They're very Hall- sensitive, the Chinese. Oh, you, you, oh, then, very, no, there is. I mean, a lot very of very sensitive, the you know, Chinese. I went there with That's my a very son's... sweeping statement. No, no, it? it's true, though. My son yeah. lived there for 10 years, so I went there five times. I spent quite a lot of time there. Yeah. And, you know, if you're complimentary, they absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, really love it. And if you're not, or, you know, they can be, you know, they, they consider that disrespectful. They're very easily quick to take offence. So, say something like drive when Adrian's going the full gun at someone. <laughs> Are be. they all that? Chinese football, is it all that? Oh, no, that, that would, wouldn't. Oh, that, that would play very bad. He's not going to be doing the Shanghai version of the show then. No, no that would play very badly. Okay, fair enough. A little culture. But Brandon will there. tell us that. Yeah, he will. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. You're asking about your foibles, your quirks today, because Andy's a, a sea of them. Uh, this is one, a weird one. One man, Novan, says, I won't eat crisp or fries with any green areas. Green areas? <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> I won't eat crisp or fries with any green areas. Oh, oh, oh I see. Oh, mould. Yeah, oh. What you're saying is you won't eat mould. Yeah, who okay. would? That's not quirky. That's just that's, that's just normal. That's, uh, I thought he meant he wouldn't eat in a I green eat area. Any food that's gone badly so off. You don't invite him to the green room because he yeah. wouldn't have crisps in the green room. Okay, well, he didn't mean that, did he? We have not crisps in the green room. What green room? Well, we have got a sort of green room. Well, we got we? a room. Yeah, it hasn't got any crisps in it, though, has it? <laughs> well, I've never seen them. Um, it's possible. I, I must eat fruit gums in order. Oh, says Phil Barwise. Yellow, green, orange, red, black. Very bonkers, Phil. Uh, Also, TV volume number must be even. Mm. Phil from Farnborough. Uh, So uh, there we are. That is also very odd as well. Yeah, it's weird. I was looking at a photo of the Tour de France in 1985. Yeah, you were looking at the Tour de France? No, no, I was looking at a photo. Oh, okay. There was a shot of Bernard Eno in the 1985 Tour de France. Yeah. And the riders didn't wear helmets. No. It's a a bit like ice hockey. They never used to wear backwards caps. They never used to wear helmets in ice hockey either in the old days. Very dangerous. Yeah, they were different times, weren't they, They of course? Um, I always touch the top of a door, says Craig Kent. Uh, Touch the door frame. It's a bit like this is Anfield, that is. It's the same sort of thing. Touch the top of a a door frame as I walk through it. It, Even if I can't reach the door frame, I'll go and grab a pair of steps and touch it before (laughs) I walk through it. (laughs) That's excessive. That certainly is. Anyway, keep them coming. Talksport.com. Text 81089. Tweet TSH&J. We're keeping an eye on the tour this afternoon. Looks a bit quite... I think it's the post-rest day. I mean, it's not very well for me to say it's leisurely. Looks <laughs> leisurely. quite leisurely at the moment. It does look quite leisurely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 on the... It's kind of... it's they're, on, they're in the Alps, aren't they, on Thursday? So they're in the madhouse then. It is a so bit... So I think like, they're building themselves a, up, getting some, getting their legs back working again after It's yesterday. better on telly. It is. It's a very strange spectator sport, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you go and you stand there and then they go past and that's it. I've only been to... It's a bit to, like the boat race. I've only been it's to the Grand Depart when it happened in London, the mm. start, and watched some of that, that first initial... Did you um, enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you on it. It's... 
it's blokes on bikes going past you very quickly. Um, mm. um, well, it gives you an idea of the speed they but travel. I'd imagine but imagine up up in the mountains when there's a bit more room on the actual route. I mean, you know, it was quite a concentrated area in central London. Mm. I think you'd see a lot more when you're on certain less fashionable stages if you just went up there in the mountains uh, in different parts of France and watched it. But I'd, I'd love to go, I must say. It does look fantastic. Look, at the crowds are great there today, aren't they, I suppose? Yeah, it's basically. Yeah. What's the point? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, as you don't need telling this, they've just had the uh, Norfolk Snail Racing Championships over the last couple of days. And uh, I think we were both intrigued to know uh, mm. what kind of format. Is it over the fences or on the flat? Uh, how long's the course? Uh, and other... Uh, yeah. Questions we can now put to Neil Raysborough, who is the founder uh, and the gatekeeper of the Norfolk Snail Racing Championship. Hi, Neil. Hello, mate. How are you getting on? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, is we. The, um, I thought it was the world's. Snail is racing. it the world's, or is it yes, just? Yes, it is. I think. I think you're you're under you're undermining the event I'm and sorry. over overpraising me because I I'm not I ain't old enough to be the founder. I'm just the snail master. I'm a ring. I'm a ringmaster rather than the founder. The he, snail master. He, oh, yeah. His blessing passed away. Oh. But, no, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just a, a, an ongoing facet of the race. How long has it been going, Neil? Then they reckon they reckon over fifty years now, oh, and wow. I think the standing within within obviously it's a, it is a, a world championship. We have a world record. It is in the Guinness Book of Records, and yeah. it's um, it's a wonderful sport. Mm. Absolutely fascinating. And Saturday was one of the best days racing I think I've ever seen. We had dead heats in the heats. We had very close racing. It was wonderful. Absolutely oh, brilliant. Are these, are these bred as racers, Neil, or have you just got to spot yourself for good news? If you're out and about one day in the garden, you think, blimey, he's, he's rapid. He's shifting. Yeah, you, um, and you, then, you, you, then that's when you turn them into a racer. Well, you can, yes, you can, and a lot of people do. There's a, a great friend of mine called John McKean. He, he, he just picks them out, and he trains them. I breed them. But it, it's all sorts, and it, it's absolutely fantastic because you know you 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 know there's no set format. You just you can pick one out of the garden in the in the morning, like the world champion did last year, and end up being a world champion with no training, no nothing. Wow! So, no snail bloodstock farms or anything like that. You yeah, that's right. When you, you're snail. breeding them, are you kind of getting together with your your mate snails now and again, thinking we've got a couple of thoroughbreds here? Does that ever go on? Yeah, we do. We do crossbreed. I mean, we've had. I mean, there's obviously a lot of. of Families that I mean, there's the Uslein Bolt family, which is a very famous family. There was the, <laughs> there was the. Um, last year, I had great hopes for the for the Antenna Joshua family, but that failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was quite sad, really, because that was looking really good, and then mm. all of a sudden, it uh, just went to pot. But you never know; they might come back again. That's yeah, one of that's those things. Isn't it? Now, I'm reading that it's a 13-inch course yeah. uh, on a damp cloth stretched over a table. Is that right? I suppose it has to be Absolutely damp. Absolutely right. It? It's mm. dead flat, yeah. dead flat, and you have to keep it moist the whole time. So you know, there's a, the stars have something to go through, and it's um, yeah, 13 inches. The world record's two minutes set by Archie and. 1995. Hmm. And you, you give them a trail of something they want to eat, do you? And then they kind of eat no. their way? No? Okay. No. No, do you know the, the most remarkable thing is we, we line them up. We have 15 in a heat. I made a boo-boo on Saturday. I had 20 in a heat, which was a bit of an oversight, but there you go. 15 in a heat. You line them up and you say, ready, steady, slow. And for some reason, <laughs> it's like start and going to boof, off they go. Wow, Brilliant. right. And so no incentive and, at all. Nothing. Nothing for. Uh, nothing. And they stay in lane and everything. Do they? 
No, there's no lanes. Oh, okay. it's, it's almost a free for all. It's a bit like a Le Mans start. And I mean, nowadays I saw someone to get run over, but you yeah. know, it's go. <laughs> what about TV coverage? Was it, is it available free to air or anything like that? Is it? Well, you know, the funny thing is, I, I did a right, I did an interview last night for New Zealand television, so I've obviously got the other side of the world. They were quite excited until I mentioned Super Over, and then they cut me off for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Kiwi, the Kiwi snail it came up just right at the end. It looked like it was going to win, but the, the, it didn't yeah, quite happen for it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Maria Welby won it, I'm reading, 22. Uh, yeah. Well, no, the snail won it. I mean, I think, well, you Sammy know, won it. But, um, oh, that wouldn't be a fair fight if Maria yeah. was just, she could, you know, she, she'd be quicker. Well, Sammy got a tankard full of lettuce. Yeah, well, we all want that. Yeah. What, did, what did Maria get? Did she get a certificate? Or? She'll get... Well, she'll get a year of, of infamy, really, because I think a lot of people might have speak to her. And she's quite good interviewed, actually. She's um, she's, ple- she's pleasant to look at, so she's got a face for telly. Not unlike me, I've got a face for radio. So Yeah, um, join the club. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why you do radio. Yeah, that's no, true. Sorry. That's all right, don't worry. <laughs> we started it. You're all right, You're Neil, right. don't worry. <laughs> so, and uh, what sort of competitors did you get? Um, who, where they come from far and wide, do they? Oh, we've, I mean, I think the most nationalities we've ever had is 17. Right. 17 different nationalities. I don't know. I must admit it was exceptionally hectic. I only was able to nip out of the, nip out of the ring for half a cigarette at one time, and that was it. We had Hungarian uh, television there. We had reporters and, and cameras, and, you know, that you couldn't move for lenses. That was quite... Um, but it was a... Yeah, it does get a lot of coverage. It goes, it does go worldwide. Yeah, yeah. How do you, do you get people from overseas bringing their own snails in with them? I'm just wondering if you, how would you smuggle a snail through customs and whether you could see customs official holding a piece of lettuce to, to the back of someone's kex, you'll probably, you'll probably know what's gone on. Uh, but I take it that people don't bring their own, do they, Neil? No? Oh, yeah, lots of people bring oh, okay. their own. We have a big pot full. I mean, actually, funnily enough, Sammy, I bred Sammy, so, I mean, oh. and I don't, yak about it but I mean that was my snail she came along for the day out and and uh, then picked my snail and, and, uh, out of the pot and away she went yeah. but no we have a lot of the snails are passport just like the cattle are so when you when you bring them out you can show customs your passport and, and you're absolutely fine so yeah and there's I don't know if Brexit will affect it. I don't suppose it will now, Boris. <laughs> well, you'd imagine thing. France would be quite good at this. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, that's the trouble. I mean, you, 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 the, if it, the French one, you, they eat it, don't they? That's the trouble. Well, the yeah, winner, the gets winner, winner gets eaten. Winner gets eaten. Winner gets eaten. It's, a circular, it's a circular course. I thought it would be a straight course. It's not. It's a, it's an, it's a circle, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, they, they race outwards. Well, see, the trouble is, if you, I, think, I think from a... You know, one of the problems with sporting is you've got to create a spectacle, and if you yeah. if you have it going straight, you, you're not getting customer satisfaction. Now. So if you race at all angles, you, everybody's round the circle can see it, and, and I think it makes for a better viewing mm. spectacle, don't you? Yeah, very good idea. You can shoot it from above, can't yeah, you? Get yeah, a camera yeah. just above it, and then watch it. To Andy's watching a bit of it live now. He's found it on his uh, not live, obviously, but on, a <laughs> bit of it on YouTube. Of the event. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. It, yeah. It's looking, it's looking good, isn't it? Um, it's a yeah. slow burner. I tell you obviously. what, funnily enough, you laugh. I mean, people laugh, and like that Dan Dan Long chap on Breakfast Telly takes a tittle mm. and said, "You know, it's not like the um, you if, until you actually experience having a snail in that race, you don't know how it grabs you." I, there was a photographer there Saturday, and, and I got right because I go around the circle and the end of the snails, and I said, "Are you, are you racing?" Said no. The next time round. He had a snail, and every time I went past him, he had a snail. So, you know, the bug got him, really. Right. And it is, it is quite infectious. And, of course, the crowd are 
get excited and I shout and you know it's brilliant it is absolutely fantastic you should do an OB well, we should do it we, we must should, do a show yeah. for and finally you're near Sandringham aren't you Congham so um, has, yes. has, has she ever been down Her Majesty or you any of the Royal Family popped down with her own snail unless unless they've been incognito or you know they've, someone else has ended one well, no I don't think we have oh, okay that's a shame that's, that's sadly it. Yeah, yeah isn't it yeah, this year, maybe who's, next, who's maybe this woman wearing a snail baseball cap that's yeah. pretty hey that was very interesting. Don't go before I tell you. She studies mollusks, mollusks at university. Does she? She's, yeah, she's just finished she's up at, at Cambridge. <laughs> she's at Cambridge, believe it or not. She had a snail called Moby. And there was another lady there from Oxford. So we had a varsity race within the heat. It was, you know, that's how exciting it gets. Oh, Neil, oh, it's this top draw. We've, we've found everything out. Well, I'm no doubt we'll speak again next year. Um, thank I you hope for, so. Thanks for joining us. All the best. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport Man and welcome return to the studio. It's been a while actually since we've seen Patrick Monaghan, borough fan and comedian. Good oh, to see you. Patrick. How are you doing, guys? I am. Uh, people at home won't be able to see this, but they'll be able to hear the sweat that is in my voice because I was running from the old place uh, to the. Oh no, you I, went to the old place. Yeah, I didn't realise you'd you'd won uh, sixty billion on the lottery. <laughs> Look at this place here. I'm taking some of this furniture with me. Yeah, Look at yeah. It. Elliot Steele did the same thing, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, a few people have done that. We have yeah. to make sure we should uh, make sure we no, tell no, our guests where they're going. But it's it good. looks lovely to see you. Again. Yeah, good to see you guys. Um, what, a fine time for a part Iranian comedian to be oh. uh, plying his trade. Oh my God. Well, these are our last days here before Boris and uh, Trump <laughs> get his way. Boris has just said, This is your last interview today. And we're going, I'm parachuting out. <laughs> I've just, I've got a couple of ships that I've just seized on the uh, on the waters. I'll be taking them back with wow, me. Wow, we. Are you It's a fascinating life. Yeah. We took, back in the day, we kind of talked about your yeah. past. But as people can hear, you, you've kind of yeah. uh, you settled uh, in the Northeast yeah, eventually, yeah. but you came. You came over yeah. uh, with your parents in 1980, didn't yeah. you, from the Middle East? Yeah, and, and this is something, the new show that I'm talking about now at the moment I'm taking up to Edinburgh and touring it is um, is all about that. I never used to really talk about that. It's quite a 
a personal show, but it is comedy. I mean, it's all jokes in it and stuff, but it's more about real life. It's that sort of kink behind the armour, you know, where comics, we, we do jokes. Don't we? we were saying, like, this is a joke about, oh, yeah, mum's Iranian, dad's Irish, and then you do a joke about, you know, they married in a Mecca bingo hall or something like that, which is, like, <laughs> it's very it's very easy, but it's not really personal. It's not really true. So this show yeah. is all about, like, when we came over as immigrants and stuff, and, um, and the whole thing was our family, you know, we grew up in an area that was a lovely area but very poor we were very poor and all that sort of thing and it was you know my mum was always paranoid about it she was like we are not poor you tell people we're not poor we have money you know and, and she got but we are the only people in our street to have a caravan I said yeah that's because everyone else is living in a house you know what I mean we were, and we were living in a there was like a time where we were living in a caravan for five years but these were just things that you did as immigrants you know yeah. what I mean it was it more so much, I suppose, with the Irish, but also with the Iranian background. Because, I mean, it's funny, you, you said we were talking you know, about Middlesbrough and the football. So when we turned up, it was hilarious. My first accent, or my first voice, my first words was, uh, Salam Holi Khubier I would just, that's how I used to speak. Yeah. And then it was only after a couple of months or years you realise, oh, I, it's, I've got to say, hello, how are you? You've got to speak like that. And then, but then living in the northeast, that didn't even work. So I had to change to, all right, Gadji, how's it going, man? I've got some stolen fireworks in the van. Are you all right? So you had to, <laughs> so you suddenly develop. You well, know, as a kid, like your folks, yeah. I would imagine, yeah. you know, they didn't, it wasn't, wasn't as noticeable, but kids mm-hmm. are sponges, aren't they? So yeah. you'd be, you were going yeah. to school and yeah. getting the accent. What did they make of it when you had a sort of Teesside accent? Well, well, when I was going to school, the only, I could, uh, genuinely try, I could only speak Farsi, which is Iranian, because yeah. the only people I knew was my mum, my nana, the people, you know, in the family, in the house. My dad was always working, so I didn't, I didn't really have any English. And then when I would go to school, I would, they would constantly be ringing my mum up. Because they'd be going, um, your son, uh, they go, we don't understand what he's saying. He keeps mm. saying, and I just chat to him in Farsi. Yeah. So it did take a few months to do that. And then, yeah, it was weird. I think I think they then were intrigued by it because then they were like, oh, God, this this kid, look, he's changing. You know, he's, he's developed this sort of accent and stuff. And yeah, it's fun, I suppose. It's it's good. I think you have to do that in life. Yeah, yeah. You? I, I mean, saw a TV series a while back and yeah. uh, it, was, uh, it was, I can't remember the guy was, but doing comedy in kind of far-flung places, kind of the places where you wouldn't expect to be able to go and do yeah. where comedy clubs were. Yeah. And I think one was in Tehran. I just wow. wondered if, had you, have you worked, oh. uh, have you worked in Farsi? Have you done a show in Iran? I've, I've done shows in Iranian in Farsi in yeah. England, but, uh, I wouldn't be here now if we did it in Iran. Yeah. I'd be arrested. I'd but be no, like, this no, no, was, I'm joking, I think this was the point they were making. <laughs> who who was the guy? I, was he? Was he? Um, to, was I, he Iranian or was no, he not? No, they had Iranian comics there. Right, right. I'll, I'll, I'll Patrick. I'll find out. I'll let you yeah, know. No, let it, me it, know. It was, yeah, yeah. It was part of a kind of guy that it's a quite well-known documentary series, and the yeah. guy himself is well-known. Yeah. I just cannot think of his it's, name. Well, it's interesting because the amount. Of, I mean, you guys have had it as well. Where you, you know, when you're chatting to production company, you're doing stuff, and they always say to me, they say, "Look, would you?" We're thinking about doing a show. Would you like to go and do shows in Iran or do something like a documentary? I said, yeah, of course I would. I'd do it. But then I literally know what's going to happen. They go and speak to the authorities, do something, and they come back like a week later and say, listen, this is off. We can't do it because it's about going there to do it. Because it's, it's so... I, poli- I found yeah. it. I remembered it. It was go Larry on. Charles, the guy who worked uh, on Seinfeld, Seinfeld for right. years and years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. With, and it's called Dangerous World of Comedy. It's yeah. on Netflix. Brilliant. And it just goes to kind of far-flung corners of the world, and, uh, including Iran. And there's a, there's a kind of underground comedy scene there and they yeah. are, they're talking politics and yeah. they're taking the, the mickey out the hierarchy which is brave uh, really exactly because you think you look at look we're we're all joking today or whatever you can joke about boris johnson you can talk about trump whatever it, imagine if this was in iran any of us that this would be shut down this radio station would be shut down we'd be in the back of a van you know we'd all be in handcuffs and it's and people don't realize how lucky we are here in the west in iran it is 
I mean, look, it, it's one of them things where, you know, they've got such tight restrictions. They've wrapped music there. They can't talk about anything political. They can't talk about sex, violence, drugs. So their rap music is literally just talking about the weather and, oh, there's a heat wave. <laughs> and that's what it is for now. So, so their comedy is almost like that as well. You're not allowed to do anything, you know, that's going to be offensive or yeah. will cross the line. Hmm. And I think that, so obviously with this, with Larry David did the uh, did the show, it, it would obviously be a very invited audience. It's not going to be a mainstream thing. It's no. not going to be like, here he is at the local Tehran O2 yeah. playing to like 20, Live at the Apollo yeah. is a very different exactly. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the interesting thing reading about the show as well mm-hmm. is that you, you then go and talk about how now you've got, you've got an upper middle class uh, actress girlfriend yeah, yeah. and you're with a huh? parents well healed high end art yeah. world. But then I read it because I've read everything about the Northeast. It said they holiday regularly in Gestat, but I read it as Gateshead. Gateshead. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> so I thought they must have known the Northeast. Said there's no problem with Gateshead. You wouldn't immediately think people oh, from the high end art you know world what? would holiday in Gateshead. Yeah, they ski be... in Gateshead yeah, of course every they winter. Do. They, they used to be, wouldn't they? They, they had them like <laughs> One of those fake slopes. Fake slopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My missus will be laughing at you now, but then she'd probably kill you when she sees you. She, <laughs> I, the only time she's ever been up to like, well, like most people in London, you're not going to go to different parts of the world. Why would you? Unless yeah. you're visiting family. So I took her up to parts of the northeast. And yeah, and she loved it, meeting family stuff. But there is parts of the northeast that she was just like, you know, why? Why would you take me? You know, it's just like, and Gateshead is, you know, it's one of, the, it's not really part of my where I grew up, but it's no. a lovely part. But it, it's obviously, wasn't it where um, Michael Caine filmed that film? What was the one? Remember yeah. where they knocked down all the blocks and stuff? It, I've done shows Get there. Get Carter. Only. Get Carter, oh, yeah, wasn't yeah, it, yeah. on all that? Yeah. And it was, um, yeah, and I think I took her, when we were going to Newcastle and then just to have a look around and then I was doing a show or something and then we went to Gateshead on that side and yeah, it was just a magistrate's court and just like a Scallies or whatever just running around. So it's not really... <laughs> A tourist attraction, but yeah, you know, yeah, you you've got to see it. You've got to, yeah. Where did she... the Irish part come from? Yeah. Yeah. So the so my dad is is Irish. So he he met me mum in Iran, and he'd been out there. I mean, he'd left Ireland because there was no work and stuff. And then he went all around. Like loads of his brothers and sisters all just went different parts of the world, like America. Some stayed in Ireland, and then England. And my dad just kept going east and east. And you know, he he's one of these guys that works in metal, collects metal. He would do bits and pieces like this, and and oil as well. You know, he loves oil. He'd be looking for fly tipping sites, so he just kept going. <laughs> he just ended up in the Middle East. Going, oh, there's a lot of fly tipping around here. This would be a good place to make money. You know, <laughs> so he, he met me out there, and they had the kids were all born out there, and yeah, they were just they were genuinely going to stay there. You know, for for a life. You know, they had yeah. kids and that, and then the revolution, then the war kicked off, and we lived on the Iraq-Iran border, so it just went into chaos. And what a story. So I mean, it's, it's, how old were you when you came home? Oh, about three, four oh, years old. So young. I was still there. Right. I was the youngest of the family and stuff, but it was, yeah, and all that. But it doesn't feel like you'd left anywhere because it's the same, you know, you don't really know much outside your household, yeah. do you? That, yeah. You just sort of see people that, and it's the same people sort of thing. Are so. your folks going to come and see? Do you have brothers and sisters as well that came? Siblings, yeah, I've yeah. got, but they're all over the, everyone's all right. over the place now. It's the same as, I'm very much like, I suppose like my dad in that way. I mean, you know where they just travel and no because you don't, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you don't really have a, a base really. Now, what well, we do now, I'm based in. I've been living in London for years now, mm. but it'll take me years, I think, to get the accent. Whereas in the northeast, it was easy <laughs> to pick that up. Well, right. As I said, sponge. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's a really good you, yeah. show. It's called. 
um, started from the bottom, now I'm here. Yeah, that's it. So it's like a tongue-in-cheek sort of yeah. uh, uh, play on it sort of thing. But yeah, it's, and, it, and again, you know, I have to say a lot, because it's like my partner, she's, like you said there, she's very middle-class and portion. It's totally different to my background. And she she was the one that said, look, stop messing up. Just start telling people. Because, you know, when she's found out about my life, the real life and all this, she was like, why don't you talk about this? This is more interesting than you making yeah, up jokes about really Irish people dance like this and Iranians dance like this. And it yeah. was just like, but tell them about you, you know? So it was, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Sounds more great. fun to do, is it? Yeah, yeah. It, I tell you what, it was hard though at first because it was like, oh, you know, when yeah. you're, you're on stage, same as you guys, when you're talking, you like to talk about what you know, or, but you like to talk to connect with people. And I was doing stuff to connect. But then when I started talking about certain things about Iran or talk about here, immig- as soon as you mentioned immigration, it, you could feel the tension in the room because you're touring all around the UK. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, everyone's lovely in their own areas, but, but there is. It's so divided. So, sure. and people don't know what you're going to say. And I'm just saying, look, I'm just come from my point of view. I'm not try to, I'm not doing anything political. I'm not trying to change your stances. I'm not saying open the gates here. I come. I'm bringing all the family. But it's, it's just one of them things where you, my end goal is to make people laugh. And yeah. I think it's such a crucial time at the moment to do that. But it is quite hard as well. Well, it sounds great. It's called uh, yeah, starting from the bottom. Now I'm in yeah. Gilded Balloon Nightclub, eight o'clock, second mm. to the twenty fifth. You got some previews as well, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all this week, just doing uh, last minute previews. Got a couple of them, and then yeah, and then start next Wednesday. Okay, Patrick Monahan, M O N A H A N dot co dot uk. Uh, if you want to go and find out on Facebook, on Twitter uh, as well, Patrick J Monahan on Twitter, Instagram. <clears throat> Uh, oh, and uh, we'll, we'll all over it. we're going to be up for a couple of days. So yeah. do pop along and see us. Let's catch up while we're up. Yeah. There. Oh my god! And make sure you bring some jackets because this will not be happening up no. there. <laughs> I love it when people go. Oh, we got to Scotland in summer. I don't think that they don't know what that is. You just <laughs> come up great. in winter. <laughs> Good to see you again. Good to see you guys. Thank, Thank you. I'll see you up there. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four pm on Talksport. There we are. That's uh, this afternoon's show. Thanks very much for downloading us. We will return tomorrow. From one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.